Welcome to episode one of Living with Blindness, a program recorded in the studios of the Youngstown Radio Reading Service, a department of Youngstown Area Goodwill Industries. I'm Mike Muter, and here with me to help introduce this program is Mr. Mike Bosella. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, Mike. Thanks a lot for the intro, and um, I'm pleased as punch to introduce our guest today. There's, uh, there's five of us, including Mike Muter, but uh, I'm Mike Bosella. A uh, long-time employee, part-time employee of um, Youngstown Radio Reading Service, Department of Goodwill Industries. And uh, our three guests are, uh, I'll introduce them. First, we have Otha May Brazil. To my right and across from Otha May is Larry Carabin. And to Larry's right is Alex Budrovich. And as Mike said, we have the program Living with Blindness. This is the uh, the initial podcast of this program where four of us, and probably be doing this sometimes with Mike too, but four of us are blind, and we're going to talk about trials and tribulations, obstacles, um, hopefully some good suggestions for people who are first hearing this, uh, blind people especially, that we could give them some hints to make their lives easier or, you know, not if they choose not to listen to us. But, you know, with our vast experience, I, I, I can't figure out the number of years that we have, you know, living with blindness, but we're going to try to share and give some positive suggestions to people, and we'll have various discussions as the programs go along. So first, I'm going to introduce uh, Otha May Brazil and hand her the microphone. Otha? Hello. Again, this is Miss Otha May Brazil, and I've been working at Goodwill for about 28 years. I started off as a uh, a helper in contracts, and then I advanced my way up to supervisor. Oh, I have many experiences as far as working with the plant, and I hope to be able to share them with you during this program. Now I turn the mic over to Larry. Okay, I'm Larry Carabin. I'm also an employee at Goodwill. I've been here for 28 years. Otha and I started at the same time. Um... I, right now, I don't know what more I can say about that, so I will turn it over to Alex. Thanks, Larry. Uh, my name's Alex Budrovich. <clears throat> I've only been an employee for Goodwill for about the past mm, three years. Uh, I'm not as old as the previous two, <laughs> so I don't have that much experience, but I'm hoping to enlighten people who are about to make the transition into blindness due to physical health reasons or accidental or whatever and maybe enlighten you with things that I've been through and hopefully help you to transition into it to where you are better prepared to face the challenges that you may. All righty. Thank you very much, Alex, Larry, and Otha. 
I'll tell you what, uh, I, I neglected to mention that. I also been here 28 years, but I didn't come over for six months. I, I don't know. They didn't. I think you guys gave me a bad rap when you first got over here because I didn't come over till October of 92. So I don't it's know what was going didn't on really there. like you. Right. <laughs> well, jokingly, uh, I'll tell you this, guys. I think you all agree with me. To have a good sense of humor helps you with, you know, with any disability, but especially blindness. You know, you, you have to have that um, you can't be dead serious all the time but when it comes to employment and things like that we have to be serious but no one says we can't you know laugh at ourselves and you know find amusement in the whole thing but I like to say this Larry's pretty funny when he says the first thing about this don't go blind <laughs> you know we don't have that choice we no. know that we know that but anyway I, I was there in Otha Larry and myself, Alex, we have some common ground, too. We came from the Society for the Blind. Mm. That's how it all got started. The Society closed in 92, much to our chagrin. I love that place. When I look back on it, I, I wish we still had it to this day. A lot of reasons. One of the main reasons was, like, when anybody had a question locally about blindness, they knew where to go. We had a we had an agency called Society for the Blind. However you thought about that, we were of the blind, but they knew where to go if they had questions about a newly blinded person. Okay, in 92, Goodwill took over some of the departments, as Otha said, contracts, uh, radio reading, uh, I'm trying to think of other things. Maybe Shirley Creelan, the what the activities director that taught us how to cook and things like that. That program came over. Did mobility come over? I, I'm just not sure if that came over. Yeah, that came over to an extent. Over the years, the only two that have remained really has been contracts and radio reading. And contracts has really changed here recently. We'll, we'll talk about that in the future. But there's been so many changes to the point I'm trying to get to in our area uh, since 92, a person, they'll have a little bit of difficulty finding out where to go when they have a question about blindness, a family member, a friend, something like that. Where's the go-to place? In the beginning, Goodwill tried to publicize that they took over programs for the blind, but you know what happens. A lot of people slip through the cracks. So I'm hopeful, and, and I know this is the original content, uh, intent, I should say, of the program, that with a podcast that's posted on the Goodwill website, that people might be able to come to this podcast and learn about blindness and have questions for all of us or, you know, departments here at Goodwill. So I'm hopeful about that, that we're doing something meaningful in sharing our stories and suggestions how we dealt with personal in, in you know situations about blindness that we can help some people. That's what we want to do. You want to be some do something useful and meaningful and, instead of just talking out there. But but you never know when you throw something on the internet. So our intentions are good, and we just hope we help people out there. And we're going to talk about a vast you know, array of subjects. And I'm thinking here today, if uh, each of us can talk about you know, how we were blinded and, and, and maybe develop some kind of a history so the people that will be listening in the future can you know, identify with us if there's something in common. So I'm going to talk about my own first, how I became blind. 
I'm 68 years old now, depending on when this is aired. I might be 69. I'm not sure. Uh, that's not no reflection on the program that it's aging me quickly, but uh, just as we record these. But at any rate, I'm 68. When I was 14, I got into some scuffles. I, I was playing uh, pickup football. I got in a scuffle at Idora Park in 1965 when I was 14. And, um, yeah, I got in a scuffle with a guy. I guess you'd call it a fight. To tell you the truth, I wanted to back down, but I had a couple of friends that said I couldn't do that. You know, I had to stand up. I had to be a man. Anyway, I got beat up pretty bad, and they, they, they pinpoint that as uh, I, I developed, you know, from the beating I took, to detached retinas. So that was like in June of the summer of 65. So the, the sight, you know, I didn't lose my sight automatically. It was gradual. Then in September, I could barely see. But, you know, you don't realize this when it's happening slowly. I was making, you know, provisions to get around. But uh, went up to Boston in New England. That was the uh, retina eye clinic, the best in the world. And they reattached uh, just one of my retinas. They couldn't save the other one. But one of my retinas, I had partial sight for a couple years. And that was very helpful to me. It helped me with the transition from going totally sighted, you know, to totally blind over three years. We'll talk about that in later programs. But it was a transition. The biggest thing I had was, the, you know, hey, I thought I was the same, but, you know, I'm sure, I don't know if you guys felt this, but I lost a lot of friends, okay, that, you know, they thought I was different, whatever. Hey, I was the same guy. I just couldn't see as well. But that's okay. You know, you, you overcome that. Uh, the support of my family was the biggest thing that got me through it. Um, Quickly to tell you, when I was in the public school system here in Youngstown at that time, they had a sight-saving class, an ironic term for, a, a, you know, students that lost their sight. But anyway, uh, I took advantage of a lot of things. So uh, to say it in a nutshell, the public school system at Youngstown asked me to leave. <laughs> so I went to the School for the Vine in Columbus, Ohio. And I'll tell you what, that, that was a godsend. I went down there. Everybody, you didn't, you didn't get any slack. They treated everyone equally, and uh, it was kind of a kind of a strict place. But you, you know, you were better off for it. Okay, so that's a little bit about myself. And from the school for the blind, I stayed in Columbus. Came back from Columbus with a uh, degree in the political science, which was totally useless. But I hooked up with the Society for the Blind in '79. It was a really good move that I made. So hooked up with Paul Dustman, Jim Don, and. And uh, Otha was there. Larry, I don't think you were there in 79. You were no. still working. You'll tell your story, but I don't want, I don't want to preempt you. I didn't you. get there until uh, in the 80s. Eight, in the 80s? Yeah, okay, 86. I thought you were there. No, I was 86. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, uh, on that note, I'm going to turn it over to you and how we got to this point. We talked about how we all got there now. I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, Ho. A little bit about yourself and your journey and how you got here. Oh, well, I hope I have enough of time. That took a lot. Are you saying I took a lot of time? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Well, um, I've always had a visual problem, but I was able to get around. And when I was in high school, um, my mother was concerned about my vision, and we went to other sources and uh, tried some contacts, and they did help my vision some. Uh, however, uh, as time went by, I started having ruptures in the back of my eye, and which caused me to have problems seeing. And uh, I was working at a doctor's office. I made a decision that I felt that I might risk 
uh, a patient's life if I continue working there because I was uh, responsible for prescriptions and writing out orders. So I quit at working at the doctor's office, and I stayed home for a while, but I got bored. I wanted to do something. And my neighbor told me that the Society for the Blind was available, that I probably could get in there. Well, I was really doubtful. But I went through a program at the Blind Society through the, uh, their uh, evaluation, and I got hired there. I worked there for like four years. And as Mike said, then we had the transitional where we left the Society for the Blind and I came to Goodwill. Goodwill was very patient with us all. They uh, worked with us to try to make everybody comfortable. Uh, I worked the same position, which was quality control that I had at the Society for the Blind. Eventually, I got to train in other supervisors to learn how to work with the visually impaired in the contracts department. It was a great experience because I learned from them as they learned from me. After I trained three supervisors, they decided that, hey, you teach these uh, people how to be supervisors for the department. How about you take over? I was very doubtful, but my co-workers cheered me on and told me, Go ahead and take it. I was very glad that they did that because I've learned a lot from myself in life as well as working with my coworkers. Uh, well, eventually we worked on, we progressed on, and now that this time has come, I've come to make another career choice in working with Youngstown Radio Reading. And it's been experience, and I am enjoying it so far. And I hope to be able to tell you other experiences that I had in my life in order for me to get to this this time in life. And now I will turn this over to Larry. Okay, thanks, Otha. I'll try and give you the quick and dirty version. I was born with glaucoma, had limited sight in one eye, and I went to regular public school. I didn't want to be handicapped. I didn't want to be one of the blind kids. I wanted to be, quote, normal. I did get a job in private industry when I was an adult and worked there. Got a cataract in the only eye I had vision in and lost that job. So I went to the Society for the Blind, not for the opportunity, but because I had bills to pay. I had a two and a five-year-old. Uh, when they closed, I came here to Goodwill, and I've been working here for the past 28 years. Um, I'm sure in later podcasts we'll get into more of the details of my life and how, you know, what happened and how I got wherever I am. I'm not sure where I'm at yet. But <laughs> anyway, I don't, I don't want to run us out of time here since somebody got a little long-winded to begin with, but yeah. I won't, I won't oh, name names. <laughs> anyway, that, that's just the, the uh, quick and dirty version of mine. I did, when I got the cataract, unfortunately, I uh, went and had that removed at the Cleveland Clinic, and two days after that surgery, I lost everything. I got an infection from uh, a strep pneumonia germ that got in my eye, and I lost all my vision overnight. So I've been totally blind since 1993. So in future podcasts, we'll deal with some of those things. And I will turn it over to Mr. Alex Budrovich. 
Okay. Um, well, I've been here at Goodwill now for um, about three years. Uh, I got hurt in 87. I was involved in a industrial accident with the tow motor. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. I don't, you know, can't give you all details there. It's, it's extensive, but that's how I lost my sight was getting hurt at work. Um, basically been through getting married, getting divorced. Uh, I did retain custody of my daughter. I've been raising her since she was four. She is now 24, married, gave me a beautiful granddaughter, Molly J, who is two. And, um, I started at Goodwill. Uh, actually I was at home, like Otha said, doing nothing, bored, and I thought about doing something at home on a computer, and we tried that through the BVR, and it just didn't pan out. Uh, there's not a whole lot of options out there when it comes to doing something like that. So um, that's when I got involved with Goodwill, uh, came here and got evaluated, and they decided to keep me. Why? I do not know. And now I'm at the radio reading with Mike, Mike, Larry, and Otha, and hopefully we can help you out down the road and give you some tips on life, help you through your transition, and enlighten you in any way that we can. Ah, well said, Alex. Well said, all of you. Nice, nice little uh, synapses there as to what's going to happen with this program. I wanted to ask Mike. I, I really don't have a sense of time here. If Mike's in there, what what kind of time we have left, Mike? Uh, yeah, we're, uh, we're we're still doing okay time wise. Uh, we're we're at about maybe seven or eight minutes left. Okay. Well, I was going to talk about this. Um, you know. Uh, Things like some of the topics we'll be talking about, and sometimes when people hear these programs, as they, as we get numbered into them, we would even take suggestions. I think we would be able to, if people are listening on the podcast, Mike, couldn't we take suggestions? They, we could leave numbers to call, like if they have questions about blindness or, you know, someone in their family or if they want to, you, you know, help with blindness or volunteer at the radio reading service, whatever, a myriad of things that we could possibly respond to them, develop a dialogue. I would like that. I would like this to be a part of that, at least a podcast, to initiate that kind of stuff. Because really, there's no society for the blind. There's no go-to place. Goodwill does it now. But, um, you know, we, we need this podcast to be a go-to place, at least for people online. The Internet's going to be the future and probably get away from everything else and everything will be on the Internet and be able to find out about things, you know, information that's helpful to people. So, you know, I, I hope it turns into that. I'm, I'm really got, you know, big hopes for this program, for these podcasts. And, you know, we're all, we're all talking here and sharing stories that, you know, that are meaningful. Again, I repeat that, that we want to help people. And we'll share some funny stories. I'm sure we all have them about our, 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 our foibles with, you know, being blind. You know, like being dropped off at the wrong house by transportation systems. Uh, you know, maybe walking uh, into the wrong room, you know, getting disoriented. All kind of things that, you know, you need a sense of humor to laugh at. It's not the end of the world. Of course, you're going to be embarrassed. I've been embarrassed a lot. So I, I can share a lot of embarrassing stories. But just, you know, a little bit of fun. But mostly, you know, we're going to be serious about it and try to really help people and be there when you need to ask questions or Hopefully, our, our uh, anecdotes will help you 
uh, with dealing with things. We're going to talk about transportation, the, de- the issues we have to deal with transportation. We're going to talk about now, here's something I never had the experience of, but I know Larry and Alex and even Otha has helped raise children you know, while you're being blind. I- I'm impressed by that. I'm amazed, okay? I really am how, how they've all turned out so well from the stories I hear from the three of you. I've never had that. I've always kiddingly said if I had a kid, it would have probably been a serial killer. <laughs> I just, I'm just too easygoing. I, I, you know, I can't give the discipline, all right? I know that about myself. So I'm always like a, you know, like a, a soft touch for little kids. But that's just the way it is. So I, I never was blessed to have children. But we'll talk about that. That's an important thing. You know, like a lot of people think, you know, blind parents or if one's blind, you can't raise children. Well, yes, you can. There's a lot of fine people out there, adults, that are, you know, productive members of society. That's a big buzzword now. They're not on the tax rolls. They're paying taxes, as Mike McBride used to always say. Anyway, yeah. Well, Mike, I can tell you this much. When you're blind and raising children... Uh, they will eat a lot of bologna sandwiches. <laughs> well, I could have done that. I got no problem with that, Alex. I could have been a good cook. <laughs> I know that good. I can boil eggs. That's very, true. That's very true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, but, you know, cooking, there's people that cook that are elaborate cooks that are blind. I don't know. We'll have to try to find one, you know, and, and talk to them. But I'm, I'm sure you guys develop some cooking skills more than just bologna sandwiches, Alex. But see, just just stories yes, like that. Campbell soup and Swanson dinners. That, there, hey, right? There's their kids yes, are still here. Too. They're still here, so we're, they're still living. So they got they got through it like a lot of you know, like you said, Larry, quote unquote, normal kids. They ate a lot of that food too, and they're still here. So just subjects like that, and anything we anybody that has a subject to bring to the table, okay. Um, you know, a lot of us, you know, Alex has probably had more experience in the quote unquote real workplace than us, but you know, we, we've had our only opportunities here at Goodwill and the society for the blind. Otha had opportunities in, in the doctor's office, but before that, I, I just had part-time jobs like at college and, you know, I got them because of that. Now, Larry had real experience in, in Columbiana. We'll talk about that. When he worked there. So anything that is brought or if we get, you know, response to the podcast, we'll talk about those and, you know, hopefully build up a catalog of programs that we can have that really help people. And if not, well, we'll be passing along the time, enjoying each other's company and uh, listening to each other's stories. So I don't know anything you want to add to this whole thing, Mike, as we kick off this uh, maiden voyage of living with blindness. Boy, Mike, uh, that was really well said. Uh, this uh, I, I've enjoyed listening to this program. I, I, I think things are going to turn out very well. Um, I, I think your idea is a good one about uh, I think we should include, of course, our phone number to reach us. Um, if anyone has any ideas uh, for what we can talk about on, on this program. So I guess uh, I'll, I'll give the number out here. We can make sure we do this every episode. Um, our direct number at the at the radio reading service is three three zero seven five nine zero one zero zero. If you'd like to contact us through the main um, Goodwill Industries number, that number is three three zero seven five nine seven nine two one. Please, uh, any ideas? Uh, anybody that would like to be a guest uh, on the program, we can do that. Uh, there, there's a lot of different possibilities for, for what we can do. It's, it's wide open. 
Yeah, it sure is, Mike. And a good suggestion there. If they want to come on the program, you know, Oath of Larry and Alex would love to have them because it's eventually going to be turned over to them. And we'll, we'll come in as uh, guest appearances maybe once in a while. They probably won't have us, Mike, but that'll be okay. I have a thick skin. I, you know, I can take a lot I'll try of to take it with you, Mike. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I'm going to, you know, are we close to ending, Mike? When I turn it over to you, I'm going to say goodbye. Let Otha say goodbye, and we'll talk to you on the next podcast. Yeah, I, I think this would be a good time. We can say our goodbyes uh, for this episode. It's episode number one. Uh, we're, we're down to about a minute or so, so we can uh, we can, uh, say our farewells uh, for the moment. Okay. 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 My name is Miss O. I'll say goodbye, and see you next time. Larry? Okay. From Larry, goodbye. Uh, enjoyed talking with you, and hopefully we'll be doing it many more times. Turn it over to Alex. Uh, yeah, this is Alex Butterovich. I enjoyed doing this so far and hope that uh, anyone out there that is listening, if you have any questions about where should I go for this, what can I do, blah, 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 that you will contact us, and hopefully that between all of us and Goodwill and the Radio Reading Service, we can enlighten you and help you out, make your load a little lighter. And uh, Mike, would you like to say a final farewell? Uh, absolutely. Uh, thanks. I enjoyed being here with uh, Otha, Larry, and uh, Alex. And uh, some fine things were said, and I know we're going to build on all of that and excited about doing this uh, journey into living with blindness. Okay, very good. Uh, we'll turn off uh, the microphones. Uh, thank you, Mike. Uh, that does conclude this program. Uh, for Mike, Larry, Alex, and Otha, I'm Mike Muter. And thanks for listening to Episode 1 of Living with Blindness.